Welcome to Conflict Managed. I'm your host, Mary Brown. Today on Conflict Managed, Carolina Vila shares the impact of the best boss she's worked for. He treated her as a leader, and that's what she became. We discuss the power of appreciation, the reciprocal nature of leadership, and the importance of communicating and leading to produce self-confidence. Carolina Vila from Leon, Mexico, is a 23-year-old international student with a bachelor's degree in international business from La Universidad de La Salvajo and an international exchange experience in France at IESEG School of Management. Vila moved to Tennessee last year to start her MBA at UT Martin and to immerse in her father's small business, Maria's Mexican Restaurant in McKenzie, Tennessee. Vila is currently working for the UT Martin Reed Center as a graduate assistant with hopes to learn, improve, and keep acquiring experiences in the business field for the future. Vila is fluent in Spanish, English, and French and loves to travel the globe, facing new experiences and challenges, personal, cultural, and professionally. Good afternoon, Carolina, and welcome to Conflict Managed. Hi, Mary. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to finally get a chance to sit down and talk with you. Same. I know it's been a while since we've been talking about it, and right now it's finally happening. I'm excited. Yes, me too. Well, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, um, starting with the first job you've ever had? Okay. Well, first, my name is Carolina. Uh, I'm from Mexico, uh, and I've had three jobs. One, the first one, I was an assistant of a CEO. And, you know, I used to help him with the daily operations of his business. He had like five. So it was very busy. And I was 19 at that time. But it was a nice job because I was, uh, uh, it was like an assistantship. So it helped me a lot. Then I started working with my dad. Uh, He has a restaurant. So I was doing, you know, like easy job, chips, register, hostess, running food. And then eventually I became a server. And then I became an assistant manager. Right now, I am the manager. I'm able to handle the daily and administrative operations of the restaurant, take care of the staff, the customer service. And also, right now, I'm working at the Reed Center at UT Martin as a graduate assistant. My job here is to, you know, I'm I'm like a project coordinator. So I have to coordinate the workflow to ensure that the projects are completed in a timely manner. So that's my experience so far. (laughs) That sounds great. Tell me about that first job. What kinds of things did you do for the CEO? Sounds like a pretty busy job. It was because I remember when I had the first interview, it was the first interview that I ever had. And I got the job and I was and I was so excited because I really wanted to work for him. Um, He's very known in my city because he's very young. He's like 30 years old and he's very successful, you know, for his age. So for example, he owned different businesses. One was, you know, like a clothing uh, brand. Another one, he used to sell, um, how you call it? Well, like raw materials to Latin America all over the place. So it was a big company. So for Mm -hmm. example, he always had a lot of meetings and we used to go every day, like every morning and every afternoon, we will be in meetings or having lunch with clients you know, so we can get some investments for their companies. And it was it was really nice, but it was very, very busy at that time because I didn't know I didn't know much back then. And I don't know either right now, but <laughs> <laughs> but I mean he was 
the best boss that I've ever had. I learned a lot from him because he was, you know, like a very close relationship and he was a, a very good leader. So it was it was a good time for me. So what made him a good leader? What sort of qualities um, does he have that you call him the best boss you've had so far? Well, he he will listen to me, you know, like if I had a question and the way he will react or answer he was very nice but also like very assertive for example I remember one time uh, he asked me for something for a you know like a paperwork and I did it and he instead of telling me hey this is wrong you did it incorrectly you need to do it all over again he looked at me and he was like okay let's see it so I was like okay what's going on right and then we were looking at it and he told me do you think this is correct Carolina like, do you think you could have done different? And I was like, yes, sir, I think so. So he was like, I'm going to give you one advice that somebody gave to me when I was in your 20s. So he was like, when, you, when somebody asks for something, you know, from work, try to do it and then try to give options how you will solve it, you know, like, so you can make uh, your boss's life easier, you know, instead of thinking about, oh, I have to take this decision, this, this, this. You know, I only have to take one because you're making my life easier. And right now you're giving me like a lot of options and it's a huge document and I have to read it and go over it. And he was like, I want you to tell me what would you do instead of just letting me, you know, taking care of it and reading it. So I was like, okay. And he was like, we're going to have another meeting and you let me know. I want you to start thinking as a leader. I don't want you. And I like that because he treated me like that. He wanted me to grow. You know, he was like, if you're a leader, you got this. And that's something that I really liked about him. And people, he was very nice. He was so polite. You know, it was easy to talk to him and let him know, like, hey, if I have a question, how can we solve this? Mm. But he was, you know, like, he was responsible, of course. He was patient. Mm. Uh, but he was a great leader. He's the best boss I've ever had, for sure. That is amazing. I mean, treating you, his assistant, Yes. as a leader, right? He wanted you to be a leader. And so he treated you like a leader. That's amazing. Yeah. He helped me with my mindset because, mm. you know, like I felt like an employee, his employee. And he was, I don't know, like he had a meeting with huge clients and he was like, you're coming with me. And I was like, okay. And I will be sitting, you know, with my computer taking notes. And he was like, I want you to introduce Carolina to you guys. I want you to learn, to learn about her. Carolina, you know, joined the meeting, talk. Mm. So I was part of it because eventually, like a year later, like he will go on vacation and he will be missing for a, for a month mm. and I will take care of everything. Mm. So he was training me, I guess, you know, mm. so I could handle those, you know, his position when he was missing. And I don't know, I think that's amazing. Not everybody can be a good leader. Absolutely. I mean, that is true. I mean, think about, you know, so all of us make mistakes, especially, I mean, we could be seasoned professionals, but when we're starting out, we don't know what we don't know. And that could have gone so differently. You, you could have, he could have called you into the office and said, I can't believe you gave this to me. Do not know what you're supposed to be doing. This is what you're supposed to be doing. And now I can't trust you. And think about how demoralizing that would be. Yes. And also like the self-esteem, like, I feel like if a boss is mean to you, and he doesn't communicate in a, an assertive way, he can, you know, like you can suffer from self-esteem 
yeah like oh I feel bad and you know like not being able to perform better at your job instead he helped me to grow that confidence in me yeah yeah confidence is so important in the business world because the more confidence you have then you can trust your instincts and, and learn and hone and that's how we get engagement oh this person is for me I want to be for them they're investing in me I want to invest in them yeah, because it's reciprocate. You want to be able to, you know, like that person trusts me. I want to give the best that I have for my boss. And, you know, and I feel like it's the same way. Yes, absolutely. And I think that, I mean, that's such a lovely picture of leadership, this sort of outdated model of leadership where you've got the boss up here and they are just dictating to everybody else instead of this real, as you said, um, reciprocal nature, such that when we perform well, that's good for our boss, our managers. And when they're performing well and um, encouraging us and treating us with respect and modeling, it sounds like he was really modeling excellent behavior of being kind, but firm. um, Yes, yes. he was very firm, but kind. You're right. Yeah. If your boss, you know, is doing a good job and his employees are doing a good job at the end of the day, it's for the better outcome of the company. Because it's not only about the CEO or the CFO, it's about everybody involved in the in the the business, in the company. So you want them, you know, to feel right, to have a nice work environment, because if people are motivated, you know, they have confidence, they like their job, they like the people they are working with. At the end of the day, they're going to have a better result. They're going to perform well. Yeah, absolutely. So have you had a boss that um, wasn't motivating or any of your friends or anybody else that you have encountered that um, their boss or their manager sort of got the opposite from an engaged employee? Yes. I mean, I've had an experience where where I didn't feel motivated. Um I'm not going to say names, of course, but it was at the restaurant. Uh, there was this time when I had a lot of questions when I was, you know, like manager and I didn't know how to handle those, you know, situations. Mm-hmm. And, but I didn't know who to ask because there was no one around. Mm-hmm. And the way that, for example, if I will ask that person like, Hey, I have, I have a question with the system, with this customer service, how am I, what am I supposed to do? You know, with suppliers my response or the response will be, oh, you need to know that. Like, mm-hmm. I don't have to, I don't have time for this. I'm busy. So for me, it was like, I don't want to mess something up, you know, like I don't want to make the wrong call. Mm-hmm. So it was very, you know, I didn't feel motivated because I was afraid that I was going to do something wrong. Yeah. And, and I, of course I did mistakes and I did, <laughs> but you learn from them. Right. Sure. You know, it's interesting how that can backfire when a lot of times bosses or managers won't invest in their employees because they just, they feel like they're running around there, like a chicken with their head cut off. They don't, um, they're just so busy, but they end up in a way shooting themselves in the foot because if you don't clearly articulate and train someone to do a job, then it's going to be more of a headache for the manager because then they have to clean up that mess and the employee is demoralized, they're disempowered, and as you said, disengaged. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it was hard. I feel like communication is everything. Like, I feel like from the bottom to the top, everybody needs to communicate, you know, like properly. Yeah. Uh, For example, I remember talking about a friend, you know, an experience from a friend. 
she was very motivated when she started her first job and she was working so hard. I remember she was so excited, but she was working a lot, but people didn't appreciate what, what she was doing, you know? And like, she was working there for two years and she didn't, you know, like they didn't give her like a raise. So she was a little bit, you know, like sad, of course. Yeah. And also they were giving her more tasks, you know, more jobs. So mm -hmm. she was going crazy. And I was like, well, maybe you need to communicate with your boss, you know, let her know like, hey, I'm doing more than I'm supposed to. And maybe I don't feel appreciated. And I feel like that's very important. When you don't feel like somebody is noticing your job and they're just, you know, not taking advantage of you because you can feel that way for sure. But it's just communication, like both ways, both sides, you know. So I think um, you bring up a, a very good point. This this fear that we can feel when our, you know, our boss, our manager isn't noticing what we're doing. And mm -hmm. we think, why do they not see why are they not rewarding and almost your friends being punished? And that's what happens with good workers. They get, they're reliable. So they get more work, but then it's, it's almost like a form of gaslighting because if they're not communicated with, then we think, well, what's going on? Why, why am I not being seen? And that is the sh a sure way for excellent employees to do the bare minimum. We talk about quiet quitting eventually to leave. Yes, no, you're right. And I feel like, for example, the new generations, like they care about that. For example, if I like, um, for example, my dad, if I tell him like, sometimes I don't feel appreciated at work, he's like, well, you're working. That's what you're supposed to do. Like, don't expect somebody saying, thank you, Carolina. You're doing a good job. You know, so it's a different mindset from generations. For example, I feel like I'm in the middle, you know, where I'm not, I'm not, you know, hoping my boss to be like, hey, you're doing a good job, but also I would like to be seen. And for example, I hear new generations and they are like, well, if I'm not being appreciated, I'm leaving. Like there's so much work that I can find. I'm leaving, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I know. But I hear, I hear that from this idea that uh, the appreciation you're getting is a paycheck, right? You, you are here to do a job and why should you be applauded for doing your job? And what I think is, well, how do we just show people that we care about them? I mean, is it mandatory that you're cared at for your job? No, it's not in the law. But if you want people to stay, if you want people to do a good job, if you want to have a happy, harmonious work environment, then you will notice people. You will say thank yeah. you for being on time because it makes the boss's job easier. It makes the restaurant run smoothly. And so we can choose to think, oh, I shouldn't have to do this. But how about let's live in the real world instead of what I wish was the case or what I think should be the case? Yeah, I feel like it is easier just to be, you know, like nice, polite, to try to encourage everybody. Because at the end of the day, I mean, a smile, it's priceless. Like, you don't need much, you know, to be nice, to be gentle with people, honestly. And it can make a difference. You don't know if that person is having a bad day and you're being nice. You're, ma you're making that person feel welcome, appreciated. And at the end, I feel like that person could improve, you know, mm -hmm. their job. I feel so. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. This 
I love just exactly the way that you phrased that. I thought that was really beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> and, and when we just treat people, you know, the golden rule, the way we would like to be treated when we are, as you said, gentle, I think it's such a beautiful way of thinking about how we ought to tread lightly. We don't know what's going on in other people's lives. And even if everything is just fine with me and my health and my family, but when someone treats me that way, I'm more likely to treat my coworkers and my customers in that same way. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. For example, in the restaurant industry, uh, for example, talking from my experience, it is a family restaurant. So we're very close to everybody. Like It's like a family for us. You know, Every employee is part of our family. We call it like that. And we like to see it like that because I feel people, they feel more appreciated they feel you know like they 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 like to come to work and right now you know like people they don't want to work they they are leaving their job and honestly all of our workers they've been working for us for for years mm -hmm. they love it and you can ask them and they're like I, I like working here you know like Victor that's my dad he's a good boss Caroline everybody's just in such nice work environment and I feel that projects to customers mm -hmm. because you know, when I'm walking around and I'm asking the tables, how are they doing? They're like, oh, we're having a good time. We like the environment. Everybody's so nice in here. So it's just not selling food. It's just also selling the experience. And I feel it's like if the server is happy doing their job correctly, it means like the kitchen is doing the job correctly. So it's just like a chain, you know? Yeah. Everybody's working. Everybody's happy. So I think that at the end of the day, the customer, which is our target market, is happy. Yeah. And I think that's why it's important not to think about employees as um, sort of these just little um, autonomous units that you are, I'm paying you to do this very specific job and kind of compartmentalize it because that's just not how it is in reality. When we treat our employees well, then they treat, they're more likely to treat each other, their coworkers well, which means better products, better customer service. And yeah. We are a part of a community. I mean, restaurants are a huge part of the community where people go to celebrate, where people go to mourn, where people go to be with their families or out on dates. It's yeah. this really a part of our very essential part of our communities. And if you want that to be a good experience, um, not only to be a thriving business, but to care about your community, that starts with caring about your employees. Yeah, you're completely right, because I feel like everybody has had an experience, you know, like a bad experience at a restaurant where mm -hmm. you come in and the server is rude. Mm -hmm. I hate that because honestly, you might be having a good day and that person is rude to you. Like your day, it feels bad. Or yeah. you're having a bad day and that person is rude to you. It's like, oh, my day is getting worse, right? Mm -hmm. So I agree. Like, I feel like it's not only the restaurants. I feel like every business, it should yes. be like that. Like yeah. if there is, you know, like people are nice, gentle, firm, you know, like everybody's doing their job correctly. Their result is better for sure. Since we know this, Carolina, and it seems like common sense that when you treat your people well, uh, your customers well, that everybody benefits. Why do you think that so many of our managers aren't trained in basic people skills as to how to really invest in the lives of their workers? Oh, that's a hard question. I don't know. I feel like 
older managers, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like they come from a different generation. So I feel like they only care about the paycheck, you know, like they are more strict about how they handle things. And they don't think about like in a human way, you know, like, okay, let me be a little empathic. That's not the word. Yeah. I, have empathy. Mm-hmm. I think that's so important. You know, if somebody, you know, has that, that's amazing because you're putting yourself in somebody else's shoes. So you are able to communicate better, you know, to be like, okay, what's going on in that person's mind? So we can address this problem together and solve it. And I feel like uh, a lot of managers or, you know, they don't do that. Mm -hmm. Like they just care about the, you know, how they execute the problem, but, you know, not the process. They just care about the result. Mm -hmm. And they don't, yeah, just the result and know what's going on in this part, the journey, you know, like all the process and they should. That is really interesting um, because the process is so much a part of the result. It's not just what came at the end, but how we arrived there and how people felt along the way. Yeah. As you were speaking, it made me think um, because I I hear this a lot about, you know, different generations uh, approaching work in different ways. And, and sometimes when you just go into a new organization and you ask, why are we doing it this way? And then people say, because we've always done it this way. And and yet we tell businesses, if you want to stay in business, you need mm-hmm. to be agile. You need to be flexible. You need to really um, find out what's going on in the market, what's going on in um, your target audience, and then act accordingly. Yes. It seems that this also needs to be translated into how managers and bosses and owners and CEOs respond. So instead of this sort of command and control, maybe that this old school way of doing things, that's passe. That's an outdated model of how to run a business in the 21st century. Yeah. I mean, it is hard, I guess, because like innovation, right, right now, that is a huge thing in our society, right? But for example, talking from a business owner, a CEO, you know, people in a in, in that charge, I feel like it may be hard for them, you know, to, I don't know, to be adapting to new people, new generations, because they like things in a certain way. And somebody younger comes and he's trying maybe not to get their job, but, you know, but he's trying to make a change, which is different for, for, for them. And honestly, I feel like for everybody, change can be a little bit frightening, you know, like it's scary yeah. sometimes. Yeah. So I feel that is why not, not, not everybody is, you know, it likes the idea of making a change. It's mm-hmm. hard sometimes. Yeah. So I feel like maybe they should, you know, change that mindset a little bit. And maybe, I don't know, maybe it's a bad idea. Maybe it is not, but you don't know if like a new, new person, you know, like a younger employee could bring a great idea to your business. You never know. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a really good point. Change is hard. It's hard for all of us. Uh, We Mm -hmm. learn, um, it's like, you know, we learn a new program and then there's an updated version or, you know, Mm -hmm. there's, there's, but that's the thing is there's, especially with the world of technology. And as you said, innovation if we decide that we're not going to grow anymore, the marketplace will weed us out. And so we ought to stay agile and flexible. And, you know, if you want at all to get any of the market share from younger generations, then you should pay attention to them. It it doesn't mean the new idea is best or the old idea is best, but being 
open. Yeah, and, just yeah. yeah. You never know if it might work or not. I feel right. like it goes both ways. For example, like sometimes for me, it is hard, you know, like to tell somebody like, hey, I have an idea. I have a different approach than yours, but you don't want to make that person feel bad because one, for example, me, if I, the one giving that idea, I will be like, what if I say something dumb, silly, you know, you don't want to look dumb to your boss Yeah. or you don't want to make that person feel not, not dumb, but you know, like, Hey, this is different. We should do that. We should do that different, you know? Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's hard to speak, speak yeah. up. It is hard because you don't know what's going to be the reaction because right. it's scary sometimes and vice versa, of course, like the, the owner of business will be like, uh, I want to listen to you or I don't want to listen to you or you know what? You're having a good idea. Let's go. Yeah, I, th- I think that's right. And I, it kind of comes back to what you said about communication. We need to get better at communicating. We need to get better at communicating about our fears or saying to the boss, when I have an, when I have an idea, how should I approach you? Or um, how do you prefer email? Do you feel prefer text? Do you, you know, what do you, what do you want me to do with that? And when the boss has an idea or um, wants to communicate. So if we could get better at having these um, continual conversations with one another, then it doesn't have to feel like it's out of the blue and we don't know how they're going to respond. Yeah, I think like everybody should feel comfortable to talk to, you know, to their co-workers. It should be easy, but I feel like it's not. Yeah. But it should be. It definitely should be easy to being able to communicate yeah. without a problem. I think, I think that, is, that is so true. It should be easy and it's not. Yeah. I mean, this is what I do professionally. I talk to people about conflict and uh but in my own life and in the different organizations that I either um, work for in one way or the other, and I see an issue or I have a question, I go through, I run through all these scenarios in my head. And are they going to be mad at me? Are they going to think I'm sticking my nose on their business? Are they going uh-huh. to think, well, of course we don't do it that way, Mary. What, what are you thinking? And I get, I can get so tied up in myself. Yeah, yeah. I feel like a lot of people try, including me, like we avoid uh, having difficult conversations yeah I think that's a world like avoiding difficult conversations we, we don't like that we don't like conflict right I feel like nobody does right but for difficult I mean if you have a difficult conversation and you can address that it means you're communicating in an assertive way yeah it's better for the company at the end of the day yeah and I think that with having difficult conversations a lot of it is just stopping and getting clear what do I want to achieve what, what am I seeing? How can I approach this in a, in a way, if I'm feeling fear or I'm feeling like I'm going to be isolated or I'm going to damage my relationship, taking time to really address what's going on inside of me instead of projecting it to how this other person might feel. And then also taking ownership of how that other person may feel, how they feel is none of my business, right? I mean, to be kind and gentle, but to be also assertive and um, to feel confident and to extend to somebody else the opportunity to have a real conversation. Yeah, I think that's very important. I feel like it can be also for, you know, like personal life, mm-hmm. like being able to communicate assertively, but also like, hey, I ha- we have this problem. How can we solve this? I have a question. How can I solve this? 
but it can be hard like uh, it can be but it shouldn't be it's like for example I take therapy and I remember my psychologist he told me like you don't need to assume people know what you are thinking like communicate like, like if something you know upsets you be like hey I don't like this like hey I have any I have a question I have a problem like don't be like oh I know what that person is thinking no you don't know that right. just communicate but it is hard but I think everybody is acknowledging that right now like they care they, they know that and they are paying more attention to it as they should as we should so when you think about uh, the world of work and a vision for a healthy work environment, what it, what are your hopes for how, you know, right now we're sort of in this transition stage, at, you know, sort of kind of post-COVID, all yes. this technology, it's like every, every, Why? you know, constantly we're getting this new things that come out, chat GPT or whatever the new thing is around the corner or um what do you hope for the world of work that would help bring around flourishing work environments? I will feel like respect. That's that's very important. Communication, as we mentioned earlier. I feel like the key for me is communication. But, you know, like also motivate people, like help them grow, you know, give them confidence. Like, hey, you can do this. You got this. You know, like don't be afraid. Like also like when somebody makes mistakes, instead of you know like making them feel better uh, worse like help them you know to acknowledge those mistakes so they can improve them so it won't happen next time because I'm talking from my experience like when I make a mistake I like when somebody tells me that like hey you messed it up like you did something wrong but it's okay how how are we gonna handle it how are you gonna handle it I like that but when somebody just tells you like hey you did something wrong like that's it like you feel bad like honestly you lose some confidence in yourself but I feel like if you have nice leadership like try to make everybody feel like a leader I think that's something good respect communication and just motivation I think that's the best for a health environment at the, at the workplace I really love that I just love this picture of thinking about everybody that you manage that you expect everyone to be a leader. And so you treat everyone like a leader. And we tend to live up to the expectations around us. So if the expectation is really low, then that's typically what people do. But if the expectation is high and we're being believed in and expected to act in a certain sort of way, and our mistakes are not seen as, oh, we're terrible, and we blame that person, but rather we use that as an opportunity to look towards the future. Um, that's how you grow. Yeah, I feel the same way. I feel like, I don't know, somebody else, somebody like my, my, my first boss, he told me, like my goal, of, I know that I'm the CEO, but I want everybody to be able to take care of their own decisions. You know, like they don't need me to make those decisions. Like if every, if I'm not here and everybody else can do their job without asking me, that's the goal because everybody's been a leader in their own job. So I was like, yeah, you're right. And then, for example, at the restaurant, I tried to say that, you know, like, hey, if you really need me, try to take care of it yourself. Like, you know you you know it you have the knowledge you got this 
If not, it's okay to ask questions, but believe, but believe in yourself. I think like that's the most important. Like you have some confidence and believe in yourself that you're able to work. Yeah. You know? Oh gosh, I think that's that is so key to having um, a good experience at work. Is this self-efficacy that I am empowered, I have been invested in, and now I'm trusted to make these good decisions. And I'm going to make good decisions because I've been entrusted to do this. I've yeah. encountered people where their boss is gone, maybe on, on vacation, actually. Yeah. And I could see this person struggling to make a decision. And I'm thinking, this is your role. If you don't have the authority to do this, something deeper is going on because that is what you're supposed to be doing. But I could like feel her in a way, looking over her shoulder, thinking about what the boss is going to say when he returns. And I thought that boss has failed has failed that person because they are not empowered. And that makes it so much more stressful because she's left not knowing what to do. Yeah, you're right. And maybe she's scared to, you know, like to call that person or her boss and be like, hey, I have this issue because she doesn't know what to do. So it's communication that there's not, there's not a good communication in that business. Yeah. And that's important. Lynn. You said something that I like, empower, you know, you want your employees to be empowered. And I feel that's amazing. I mean, it's good, like if all of your, you know, all of the people working in the restaurant or in the business or any anywhere, they feel empowered. But also, it can go both ways, you know. In the good way, they can they're able to make decisions, but also they could feel entitled, and they I feel that can happen also because it has happened to me. I've seen it, mm-hmm. like they feel so entitled that they can make any decision, and sometimes they cannot. It's better to step back and make a question, you know, yeah. like double check. Right. It's hard. Every it is hard. <laughs> yeah, it is hard to manage it because everybody have a different approach. That's right. See life and people. That's right. And that's why one size does not fit all. And that's why managing um, is the people business because people are different and they have different approaches. And so if somebody says, oh, I'm empowered, that means I can do whatever I want. And somebody else says, oh, I'm empowered. I still don't know what to do. And so the manager has to know and really pay attention and speak into each person to see how they can really thrive in that environment. Because the person who's entitled is not thriving, and then that affects everybody else in the organization in a negative way. Yeah, I feel like when you said something about entitled people, for example, they say, oh, I know everything. And I don't know, I've always been told that it's better to say I just know that I don't know anything. It's better not to know because you've been humbled and that's something yeah. you want. You, you, you want that value in a person, you know, mm-hmm. somebody who is humble. Yeah. To be like, hey, no, I don't know this. I don't know everything. Right. I have a question, but I want to grow. I want to make a good decision. It's just, it depends with each person. That's what I like working, you know, in the business field because you're, I don't know, you're able to get to know different people like different nationalities, cultures, uh, mindsets. So you can learn from them, you know, because not everybody is the same person. You cannot talk to the same people. You're talking to another person, you know, Mm -hmm. you have to not read that person, but see how you can approach that person, Mm -hmm. which I think it's amazing. And it's hard. It is hard. It's hard, but I think as as you are showing, it's exciting. I mean, the possibilities uh, when you do that well, and you really, if you think of it as a skill, like as a manager, 
or as a leader, what I'm supposed to do is pull that out, pull out, you know, take advantage in the best way of people's backgrounds, their diversity, their experiences, help them catch the enthusiasm, have them, you know, be empowered, but also empowered to, to say, I want to make a good choice, but I'm not sure what that is. Can you help me with this? And the best managers are, are these leaders who come alongside and, and help everyone else shine. Yeah, you're right. I feel like if a good manager is, I mean, if he's a good leader, you can see that by the, you know, all of the, all of the stuff. Yeah. It shows that he's doing a good job. If not, it's easy to tell. Yeah, it's true. So I have one last question for you, which uh, I usually end with a question about vision for the future, but it just made me wonder, what is your position on this? Can a manager who is currently not a manager, a good manager, can they learn? Can they become a good manager? Absolutely. Yeah, I feel like anybody can change. Like, you just need to analyze yourself, identify that you might have a problem that you need to solve. So I feel like that's the first step, you know, like acknowledge that you need to change and don't be afraid to change. You know, that happens every day. Like the, the world is changing so fast every single minute. So just take courage because it is hard to make a change and try to become the best manager you can and try to teach people and motivate people. I feel like that's an amazing job, you know, because you're not doing only one job, you're working with people and you can make a real impact in their lives. Not, so, not only, you know, like in business life, also in personal matters. Yeah. I think that's amazing. Well, Carolina, thank you so much for talking with us today on Conflict Managed. Thank you, Mary. Thank you so much for having me. It was my pleasure. It's been a lot of fun. Well, take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you, Carolina, so much for spending time with us today. Gosh, I just loved so many of your uh, choice of words. I love the idea of being gentle and really investing uh, in the people that you manage. Well, I'm your host on Conflict Managed, Mary Brown. Thank you for spending time with us today. If there is somebody that you would like to see interviewed or any questions that you have, please let us know. You can reach us at third-party workplace conflict restoration at 3pconflictrestoration.com. Our music is courtesy of Dove Pilot. And remember, conflict is normal and to be expected. Let's deal with it. Until next time. Bye-bye.